Hello, hello. Welcome to The Purpose Project. I'm your host, Emily Gigliotti, and I am so excited for today's episode. You guys, yes, I've had two weeks in a row of solo episode, and I know you love hearing my voice, but today's episode is another guest episode. And today I had a lovely conversation with the talented and inspirational Amanda Wan. She is a digital creator that is only 22 years old. She lives in Canada and she is just freaking fantastic. Let me just say she is the host and creator of the behind the girl boss podcast. She also is the owner of kooky apparel, her own clothing brand, as well as her own digital brand on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and everything in between. She is absolutely phenomenal. And her and I get together today to have a really great conversation about her and her entrepreneurship lifestyle and how she got to where she is. And then we have a really good conversation about being a girl boss and what it means. And we just talk through things and we kind of go on a few tangents here and there. But overall, the conversation is really awesome. And I'm so glad I had the chance to sit down and chat with Amanda for today's episode. We also did an episode over on her podcast, uh, Behind the Girl Boss. So definitely check that out. I will have that direct link to the episode in the show notes below, as well as all of Amanda's content in the show notes. But let's not chat anymore. I really want to dive into today's episode because, like I said, it's a great one, and I think you guys are going to feel real good and inspired after this episode. So sit back, relax, and I will chat with you guys afterwards. Hi, guys, and welcome back to The Purpose Project. I am so excited for today's episode because I have another amazing guest for you guys. Her name is Amanda, and I'll have her introduce herself. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So I'll introduce myself. Uh, My name is Amanda. I'm 22, and I currently study full-time at Concordia University in Communication and Cultural Studies. Um, Along with that, I also work part-time at Apple, and I also have my own YouTube channel, um, my own podcast. I do Instagram blogging. Um, I also own my own apparel company called Kooky Apparel. I'm working on a candle company that's launching this summer, and I also... I have something else. Oh, yeah. I also do freelance video editing on the side. So that's a little bit about me. I'm also from Canada, so that's a fun fact. That is... I'm not going to lie. I didn't know you had that many things. I knew you were busy. (laughs) Like I knew you had the podcast, your own YouTube channel and the uh, kooky apparel, but I didn't know you're still in the process of like creating more, which is freaking awesome, which is exactly why I wanted you on the podcast. (laughs) So thank you for being here. So we'll dive more into you and kind of like all of your side hustles. Before we do, I like to do a segment on my podcast that calls What's Your Purpose? So it aligns directly with the Purpose Project. But basically, I do this segment to kind of look forward to the upcoming week. So do you Mm -hmm. have anything that you are trying to maybe manifest into the upcoming week or focus on this week? Yeah, so as you might know, I was like emailing a lot of like 
um, people to be on my podcast. And I've actually gotten one reply today. So that's super cool. Um, I guess, <laughs> I guess just like what I'm trying to do is just like find more people to interview and build my podcast, grow my audience. So that's kind of what I'm in the works of doing. Love that. And that is so great. So if you guys haven't listened to Amanda's podcast, you definitely should. She has some amazing guests already. And I mean, you are working all the time because what you told me a little bit ago that you have like guests lined up all the way out through June. So yeah. like you are still working on guests, which is amazing. So go ahead and talk about that a little bit. What's your podcast all about? So my podcast is called Behind the Girl Boss. Um, it kind of gives it away in the name, but what I like to talk about is the business side, um, but also kind of like how people got to where they are. So I don't like only like to talk about like what they're doing now, but like what they used to do before, what they hope for the future and everything. So I like to talk to different guests, whether they're bigger creators, smaller creators, or not even like an influencer, just like doing their thing. I just love to get to know people's stories and things as such. So that's kind of what my podcast is about. Who's been your favorite guest so far? Ooh, um, Taylor King. The episode isn't out yet. It comes out this weekend, or I don't know when this is going to go up, but it comes out May 3rd. It will be, yeah, because this is, yeah, so it'll be coming out, guys, on this Sunday, because you post okay. on Sunday, right? Yes. So this will be uploaded on Friday, two days after the uh, Taylor King episode will be uploaded. So Yeah, that was my favorite one. That's really cool. Was she as awesome as she is online in person? Well, virtually, but I messaged her before it and I was like, hi, I just want you to know that like I'm kind of really nervous. <laughs> um, And then she was like, you know what? Like, don't worry. Everyone's like that. So I had some wine before to like, you know, just um, yes. calm down. <laughs> um, But yeah, she was like exactly the same. And like what was super cool and what I loved about it was when we were done recording, Um, she took like 10 minutes out of her like time to like kind of get to know me more since like we really spoke about her the whole time. Um, So I really enjoyed that because it kind of like it made her seem like she did like she's not focused only on herself and I like that um so that was cool and she had so many cool things to say during it and yeah it's a really good episode so oh that's awesome I love that yeah so if you guys haven't listened to Amanda's podcast definitely do that but let's dive a little bit into a conversation about entrepreneurship because like you said before you're 22 you have all these businesses you have a podcast a YouTube channel your personal brand um your clothing business and now you're creating a candle business that's amazing <laughs> which of these like side hustles came first and like how did you even get interested in being an entrepreneur period at such a young age do you kind of want to dive into your story a little bit and tell us like where it all started yeah for sure so I started with YouTube first that was like my first like platform like I was ever on like um as a creative um so I started YouTube when I was like 13 and it was mainly like me posting music videos like I was making music videos to people's songs was mainly like Justin Bieber songs, but that's like where I started like my creative outlet. Um, and then in high school, a lot of people found my YouTube and they made fun of me. So I deleted that. And then like, I totally like stopped anything to do with social media for like three years, I think. And then oh, when wow. I, yeah. Um, and then in Montreal, we have something called CJEP. So I don't think it exists anywhere else, but it's basically, we don't have a grade 12 or yeah, grade 12. Um, so we have a two-year school bracket called CJEP, and it's basically where you go before you go to university. So there I studied cinema and communications. 
Um, and that's when I restarted everything. So I restarted my YouTube then. And yeah, so that was the first thing that came. And then after that, I knew I wanted to like make something physical, but I didn't know what it was and I wanted it to represent like me. So then that's when I started like my apparel brand because it has five different logos that represent five different things. So that came after that. And then my podcast was the last thing that came. I think that, yeah, that's my timeline so far. That's amazing. So when you first started that first YouTube channel, like way back Mm -hmm. in the day and you had all those negative things coming Mm -hmm. at you, how, like when you restarted that YouTube channel, when you went to that extra few years of school, yeah, did you have those doubts in the back of your head still that people were still going to feel the same way? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like when I first started, I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. Um, So I didn't promote it anywhere. I just posted it and I was like, whatever. And then I ended up going to VidCon. So this was 2015, if I correct. Um, I went to VidCon and I vlogged my whole VidCon experience and I posted that. Then that's when I like told everyone again. And I had like a little I think it's still up on my channel, but I had like a little scrolling like um words on the screen and I was like you know like if you're watching this and you are making fun of me or you're thinking anything about me like I don't care anymore it was really like cheesy um but yeah so I was scared what people were gonna think but at the end of the day I was like I want to do this so I shouldn't care that much that is so important and I love that you said that and I'll dive a little bit more into that in a second but I also want to know a little bit more about your clothing business how did you even get started with that period? Because I know a lot of people have these ideas. Like I've had ideas before that'd be like, that'd be a great product. That'd be a great this. But where where do you even begin and how did you get started? Like, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So it was really difficult. So with my clothing apparel brand, I also started one and then I ended it. So I'll start with that. Um, I started one when I was like 17. Same name and everything. Same concept. Um, that one, I kind of just dove into it and I didn't plan properly. So I lasted for like a year doing that. And at first it was doing well because it was like all my friends buying stuff. And then I did not know how to promote myself. I didn't know how to market myself. So it just like crashed. Um, so I stopped it. Then I restarted this February. Um, and yeah, I guess like to start it, you have to like really plan Um, you have to know where you're going to sell stuff, how much you're going to sell it, shipping. You have to know where you're going to, um, manufacture all your stuff. So for me, it's like, um, it's kind of like print on demand. So I kind of want to be like more environmentally friendly. So I don't like to have like 30 of each product in my room, just sitting there and like half of it can go to waste. So what I do is like, whenever I get an order, that's when it'll be printed and then I'll ship it out. Um, But yeah, I think the major thing to do when you're starting, whether it's an apparel brand or like any company, is to really have everything planned out. Even the things that you don't think you need, just plan it out because you'll probably need it. Yeah. Did you have any mentors in this process, like anyone to look up to or any even creators that you were like, I want to be them and or you even leaned on someone? Is there anyone that comes to mind? Um, When I started it, I don't think so. Like now, I like, like if I think of creators, like not only for my apparel brand, but like that I branch onto for like a lot of things, um, it'd probably be like Kenzie Elizabeth, Natalie Barbu. Like they have like really, yeah, they're doing really well. But I think when I first started it, I just watched random people's YouTube videos. Like I didn't even know them. 
Okay, so yeah. it was mostly like YouTube videos trying to figure yes. it out that way. So yeah. you kind of took it on yourself to learn everything, yeah. which is really cool and really daunting too. Mm-hmm. So like, do you have any advice for anyone that may want to start a clothing brand or something of the sort? Like, what is their first step that they should take to kind of get over that fear of like not knowing where to go? Mm-hmm. I think the first step is like what I do is whenever I'm starting a new like adventure, like a new business route or anything, I get like a new notebook and I write out everything that like I need to know. So I watch like endless amount of YouTube videos. There's so many on YouTube. Like people think you're going to have to hire someone to tell you what to do. But honestly, YouTube is a great outlet and I highly suggest it. Literally just type like what you want to do. So for example, I typed how to open apparel business and then there's like thousands of videos. But the first thing I would say is to figure out a name because that is the hardest part because of the fact that like you have to make sure that no one has it already and that's really difficult. Um, And then I would say to just plan out like everything you possibly can. Okay. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome advice. And I, I like the notebook idea because like mm-hmm. later on in life too, if you still keep those notebooks, you can kind of look back and be yes. like, oh, when the business was a baby and now yes, it's exactly. like very big and awesome. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. So on all of that, the podcast, the YouTube, the clothing, brand, all of it, do you have any doubts or worries ever with anything? And What's your biggest fear in all of it? Um, yeah, so for my clothing brand specifically, I guess I fear that it'll just like drop like the other one did. Um, but I do realize that like it takes time and I think I quit too early the first time um, mm-hmm. because no one's business grows so big in one year, especially I feel like if you're already a content creator with a stable like fan base or audience, then maybe it could. Mm-hmm. But like that's what like went wrong with me I think because I was looking at different creators and I was like oh well their stuff is going to do good like why isn't mine doing good when like I don't have as many followers as them so I think that's the thing that scares me the most is if it'll like just fail again because it's I don't want to say embarrassing but I guess it would be embarrassing for me like it failed once and I tried again and then it failed again um so I guess that's what scares me the most I would say. Yeah, I I completely get that. And I've had that conversation before with other creators. Like there's so many people that feel the same way that when you start something, you compare yourself to all of these creators that maybe already have a following. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of YouTubers and a lot of people already in that scene who have this ginormous following create a podcast or a blog or whatever it may be, or a clothing brand or a merch line. And they instantly get all of this attraction. And then from like our standpoint where we're small micro podcasters and we start these podcasts and we think we're going to get as much attraction right away. It's kind of, it's a little, little doubtful at some times where you're like, am I ever going to get to that point? But then you have to look at the bigger picture in my opinion is no one that's that great started off great. Like Mm -hmm. even these people that have like, say for example, like Natalie Barbu, Gretchen Garrity, like all of these individuals that have podcasts, but had like platforms before that, those platforms before the podcast started small at one point. And then they built themselves up over like a 10 to 15 year span. Yeah. So I think my advice, not that I have as much experience (laughs) as you do, but my advice would just be like, just understand that everyone's on their own like path. And I think I bet you can attest to this is 
I personally, I think, yes, you have a goal at the end of the day, but it's the process of getting there is what matters more and is Mm -hmm. more fulfilling. Do you ever feel that way too? Like seeing your clothing brand kind of grow or even your podcast, like getting more guests on. It feels good to like move through the process and see yourself growing, right? Yeah. I always say like trust the process because like you said, all these creators, like it didn't take them like one night to like get where they are now mm-hmm. it took them like years and like that's what I always have to remind myself that like I know yeah that's what I remind myself all the time and I also have to remind myself to not compare myself to other people because I do that a yeah. lot and even though I tell myself not to I know I still do it so I think that's something like everyone should avoid because everyone's on like on a different journey everyone's process is different so we have to like remember that yeah absolutely and going off of all of that in, I mean, I thought of this idea for our topic today from a uh, story that you posted on your Instagram, <laughs> but I literally listened to it back 10 times and wanted to write it down and quote it so I could read it back <laughs> to my listeners because it was so perfect what you said. But so Amanda said in like a short little, it was like a three slide rant on Instagram. She basically said, at the end of the day, I'm doing what I love and what I want to do. I'm putting my work out there and building an empire for myself. I'm doing the things that I want to do to better myself and create a future for myself. And that's all that matters. And I think that is just so, it's like just so perfect because whatever you may be doing with your career, if it's you want to work being a tax like person, or you want to be a lawyer, or you want to start a podcast or a blog, whatever it may be, whatever you're doing, you have to make sure that you love it and that you're doing Mm -hmm. it for yourself. And it's going to help you create whatever future that you want. So going off of that topic that you said, do you have any advice for anyone listening that maybe wanting to go after what they want and how to gain a similar mindset that you have? Yeah. So I think um, over the years, I've gotten like a lot of like negative comments, a lot of hate, like even on my YouTube channel, like I put I guess my content is like can be controversial. I don't really know. Uh, But I've gotten like a lot of hate on every platform you can think of and I think that's helped me get to where I am today it's helped me like have thicker skin and everything so I think like the number one thing you have to remember is that you're doing what you want for yourself you're not doing it for anyone else or you shouldn't be doing it for anyone else you should be doing Mm -hmm. it for yourself um and that's like the most important thing at the end of the at the end of the day um I think that you should remember that like I said before like you have to trust the process and just do what you want. If someone has something bad to say, chances are they're probably just jealous or they want to be doing what you're doing and they don't know how mm-hmm. to do it. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, I think that I think I've said this before um, to you or like someone in the group chat that we have, but when you get that one hater, I think that means that you made it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was listening to a podcast recently that was talking about just that. And they were basically saying that if someone's hating on you or like putting whatever you're doing down, it's probably because they don't have the self-confidence or the guts to do what you're doing. And they're just jealous. Mm -hmm. And I know that I've gotten like some small, I haven't gotten a lot of hate, but I've gotten small comments before about my podcast being like, oh, you started a podcast. You're talking about that. Like whatever and Mm -hmm. in my head I just take it as one they're probably listening to the podcast so thank you yes (laughs) so it's probably because they don't have the guts to just start one and I think that's something that everyone needs to be reminded of is that 
like you said, if you're doing something for the right reasons because you love it and because you want to do it for you, there should be no like what like reason to get upset because everything that you're doing at the end of the day is exactly where you want to be. So if someone else is like trashing you for it, then screw Mm -hmm. them to be blunt. Yes. Yes. Don't like, don't think too much about it because I mean, they're still giving you that view. They're still giving you that exposure. So at the end of the day, it's just like a joke on them in my view. Yeah. What do you like? What's your reaction when you get hateful comments, either it's on YouTube or on the podcast or directly from someone, you know, how, how do you usually react? So at first I would like rethink about it, like all the time and then be like, Oh, what do they mean? What are they thinking now? Like blah, blah, blah. But like now I've kind of like grown to just ignore it in a way. So on my YouTube, I post like LGBT content and Mm -hmm. I get like so many people posting like Bible verses on my thing and everything. And like I kind of just like not I I kind of ignore it because like at this point, like I don't have the I don't want to put the energy into like responding to hate comments and then going back and forth. So I think like I'll read it and then I'll try and think about like what they said. But if it's nothing like constructive, I don't care. That's how I feel about it. No, yeah, 100%. I think there's a huge difference between hate and constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And if you are someone who's willing to grow and willing to learn, if you're open to constructive criticism, you're going to grow tenfold. But there's a difference between telling someone, oh, this is great, but if you try this, you may see this result. That's different than saying, this is just not right. Like, you need to stop. Like, there's a complete, like, difference between the two. So definitely being able to, one, have thick skin, like you've said, and being able to just brush it off your shoulder. But it's easier said than done sometimes, you know? Mm Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Let's hop into a topic that I've been dying to have with someone, (laughs) but I've wanted to have it with the right person. So your podcast is called Behind the Girl Boss. And I want to talk a little bit about being a girl boss. So what does being a girl boss mean to you? So I would say being a girl boss um, to me is just someone who is working towards something. So it doesn't have to necessarily be like a business or I don't know, like a YouTube or a podcast, but it's just someone who is working towards a goal and like putting their everything into it. I think that's what I would consider a goal boss. Oh, yes, I completely agree. I, for me, a girl boss is someone who motivates other people and everything Mm -hmm. that do and is authentically themselves and unapologetically themselves and they own whoever they are. And like, personally, I, I feel like I can never answer the question of what do you want to be like? What's your future career look like? When someone Mm -hmm. asks me that question, I feel like I always have to answer the, I want to be a general manager of a minor league baseball team. And like, that's it. But personally, when I think of my future self and like my future career, all I want is to be happy and to be a girl boss. Like that's, it is so hard to tell people that because I feel, I also feel like this is a whole nother conversation, but I also feel like (laughs) girl bosses, when people say the word girl boss, it's connected with hustle culture and productivity and moving all the time and doing and balancing a thousand things. 
But to me, I just don't think it's that. I think girl boss is a characteristic more than a lifestyle, if yes. that makes sense. Yeah. So that's why like I kind of called my podcast Behind the Girl Boss because I like to talk about the people and about them rather than like what they're doing necessarily. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but I agree with that like 100%. And I also – hustle culture, like I have mixed feelings about it because personally I like to – I guess, I don't know, hustle. But I like to be productive too. But I also like to relax and do nothing with my day sometimes. And I think that's okay. And a lot of people put that down because they're like, oh, you're not being productive like every single day. Like you're not going to get to where you want to be. You have to put in like 90% every single day or like 100%, 110% every single day. And I think that's wrong in a way that like it just teaches people that you can't have a break and you can't have time for yourself. And I just, I don't like that. No, yeah. Hustle culture is something that I'm so passionate about because I feel like not a lot of people know what hustle culture even is. They, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I use the whole, whole, like, I use hustle in, like, a ton of sentences. Like, like yeah. you just said, I like to hustle. Like, yeah, I like to do my thing and work. But hustle culture, just, like, in a general definition for whoever's listening, if you don't know what it is, it's more of you are working 24 7 and you never stop like if you feel that if you stop and take a break like to relax or to hang out that you are going to be a failure and it's at that point where it becomes mentally and physically exhausting and it's like a huge determinant of someone's mental health like Mm -hmm. i know i mean i want to do a whole nother episode on hustle culture period but like i know (laughs) someone who is deep in the hustle culture business for the past 15 years of their life and they're now about to be like 34 and they're deteriorating it's not a sustainable lifestyle um but yeah being a girl boss has i feel like nothing to do with hustle culture but people seem to just pull it together yeah all the time yeah i feel like they think that to like need to be together to like be successful in a way but i don't think that and like i said being a girl boss to me is not only about like striving to become like a business owner or something i think it's just someone that has a story and has a plan in their life and they're working towards it and it could be anything like at all yeah yeah i i know some i'm trying to think of what her name is i can't think of it right now but she's a creator and i just every time she posts something i just feel good because Mm -hmm. she gives off all of these positive and motivational vibes and half the time she's hanging out by her pool like she's not even working on her laptop from 9 a.m until 10 p.m every night like that's not what it's all about and like to me I look up to other fellow girl bosses in that way that they are just living their happiest life and they Mm -hmm. are promoting the happiest self that they are and owning themselves in all the good and bad. So Amanda, do you have any like creators that you can think of that are ultimate girl bosses in your mind? Okay. So I have a lot, but I guess the two that I talk about, no, three. I'm going to talk about three. The three that I talk about the most are Kenzie Elizabeth, Brooke Michio, and Taylor King. I think that they are basically what I would put as a girl boss. Um, I think they're all working towards something. And although it may not always be the same thing that they're working towards, I feel like they are all doing that. And I think they're all very vulnerable and raw and honest. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I really enjoy, especially Brooke. Like, if you watch her vlogs, I don't know if you do, but... 
Oh, I um, do. <laughs> yeah. Like she's very open and honest and she'll like tell you what's going on in her life. And I enjoy that because it shows everyone that even though she's like higher than me, I would say like not higher and like, but like, you know what I mean? Like she's a bigger creator than me. She still shows that side to her that's like vulnerable and it shows that like the process isn't easy and what she's going through isn't easy. And just because she has like that, I don't know how many subscribers she has, like 200 something thousand, like doesn't mean that she's always happy and that she's always working and all these things. So I like to see that side of people too. 100%. Brooke Michio is one of my top because her and I are the same age. We both graduated college the same time and we actually have a very similar situation right now that we were both living alone in apartments in like a different mm-hmm. city than our family does. And now we're deciding to pack up our apartments, put it in a storage unit and move back home for the summer to save money. Yes. So like I'm doing the same exact thing she is. And just to see someone else going through it, even mm-hmm. though they may be a quote, like you said, bigger creator, they are going through the same things that quote, normal people are going through, which is really refreshing. And that kind of brings in that authenticity and unapologetically being them. Like if anyone else doesn't watch Brooke Michio's like vlogs or anything on YouTube, please go do it now because I don't know if you remember this, but a few weeks ago or it was like a week ago or so, she posted a vlog where she was just crying for like 10 minutes about a boy. Like yeah. <laughs> that is the the power in the mindset that I need in my life. Like I need yes. people to tell me it's okay to cry over a boy. Like- yeah. Yes. And I think that people also think that like, oh, someone's like this famous person, like they can get anyone they want. They can do anything they want when like, that's not the reality. And I like that she's able to show that and like be honest about it because a lot of people don't want to be honest that like a boy didn't want to talk to them anymore or stuff like that. Like people will just like pretend it didn't happen but, like, I think it's cool that she trusts, like, the people that watch her and, like, wants the audience to, like, really connect with her on an emotional and, like, mental and physical and everything level. Like, I think that's good. Yeah, it's so rare, too, in a creator, right? Yes. Like, I feel like even people who don't have, like, tons of followers, like, our friends and family that have, like, Instagrams mm-hmm. or Facebook, the only thing people post are good things. Yes. Good things that are happening to them, announcements that they're having. Oh, just got engaged. Oh, just bought a house. Just got yeah. my first job. Like, it's all the good things. And you sit there and watch all these things, like, upload and see people so happy and so mm-hmm. excited when you're over here like, I lost my job two weeks ago and I just got dumped. Like, yes. why isn't anyone else going through it? So yeah. I love looking up to women like Brooke Michio because she is an absolute girl boss in that sense. Yes. So yeah. if you had to choose, what are three characteristics mm. that it takes to be a girl boss in your opinion? Okay. Um. So I think it's someone that is determined um, so that they have like an end goal in a way. Like they know what they want and they're on their way to get that um like you said before I think it's someone who is also authentic and real and true and being like 100% themselves um and I also think it's someone who's passionate about what they're doing and just loves what they do I think those are the three things I would say I love that yeah absolutely and mine are very similar but for me it's someone who's mentally strong and just shows Mm -hmm. that they conquer all even if it's the good or the bad they're gonna get through it no matter what so just like we were saying about brooke she cried in front of the camera but the next Mm -hmm. day she was like i'm good like let's go like it's just that type of vibe that like i need like to look up to 
And then going right along with that is just inspiring others. I, I, I mean, I feel like in order to be a girl boss, you have to have, you don't have to, but you should have a tribe. Like Mm -hmm. there should be people surrounded around you that look up to you and that ask you like, Amanda, how did you start your business? Like Amanda, how do you time manage everything? Like just some, like someone that is able to give back to and to kind of share their resources. And then last but not least, like I've said a hundred times in the past 10 minutes is just (laughs) being authentically themselves and just owning who they are in all aspects. Cause I know there are some people on the internet that just fake it till they make Mm -hmm. it. And I mean, sometimes that works, but at the end of the day, your true colors are always going to come out. So the people that are owning that are the ones that are going to end up on top. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you look at like the call her daddy, like situation, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I feel like if everything is true, what Alex said in her video and everything, it just goes to show that like, sometimes even if you like fake it till you make it at the end of the day, like the person who's been themselves and like true to everything is going to be the one that ends up on top. So, I mean, I'm no shade to like Sophia or anything. Like I don't really know her at all as a person, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like that's what happened in that situation. Yeah. And I've seen it happen before in my personal life, like not Mm -hmm. even just with like career moves, but in friendships and relationships, like all of it, like people's true color show and when they do and when they are, even if they don't have some great qualities, like if they're selfish or if they're this or that, whatever, if they own that and they're confident about who they are and they just run with it, usually nine times out of 10, it works in their favor. Like, yes. Yeah. So I loved that. That was perfect. And I wanted to go through and read some of the responses that I got on my Instagram. I asked today, what makes a girl boss a girl boss? And um, I'm just going to read a few of these. So one response that was very long from our (laughs) good friend over at Not My Problem podcast, she said... Um, I think girl boss is a very ambiguous term and is oftentimes mistaken with hustle culture, like we were mm-hmm. just saying. And so she said, it means to work hard, but know when to take a break. It's critical to place value on your health and well-being. There will always be busy days, but your health always comes first. Yes. That is okay. like so important. Because mm-hmm. mental health to me is like my number one. I always yeah. want to be mentally happy. So that's crucial. And then she also said, foster creativity and efficiency through collaboration. I truly believe in collaboration over competition, which is very interesting. What is your take on that collaboration over competition? Yes. So um, I kind of have experience with this. I don't know if it kind of correlates to that, but like with bigger creators collaborating with smaller creators. So Mm -hmm. when I was reaching out to people with like my podcast and everything, I was always like, very scared of like reaching out to bigger creators because I was like hey well like they're gonna look at me and be like oh this girl like has no followers she's just trying to like um what's the word social climb I think that's what it's called like people who yeah yeah yeah, I I, like that's my biggest fear I don't want people to like think that of me um but I've honestly not like haven't really received that type of answer from people um I've had like Kenzie Elizabeth who has like so much more followers than me, like collaborate with me. I've had Taylor King collaborate with me like, and I'm also interviewing Adrian Finch soon. So like, it's so cool to see like bigger creators collaborating with smaller creators because I think that's so important and that people shouldn't 
only associate themselves with people with the same kind of like number status as them. And I think that we should always like want to help other people. Like there shouldn't be a reason not to like what what do you get out of like not helping someone else? And that's what I always tell myself, like if one day I do become like a, a bigger creator, I would never like want to not help someone that's smaller. We all start at zero. Um, we're all like going from the bottom to the top. Like there should never be a reason to like not help someone. I Yes, I completely agree with that. I mean, I used to be competition over collaboration because I was an athlete. And when mm-hmm. you're an athlete, you are fighting for a spot on the lineup. So yes. I always thought like, yes, they're my team and I'm collaborating with them. Like, but I'm also competing with them. Yeah. And it's a similar aspect right now. Like, for example, us being micro podcasters right now. And mm-hmm. we're in this group chat that I've talked about multiple times on the podcast <laughs> before, but we're in this group chat of all these other podcasters who are in very similar parts of their journey as we are. And yeah. it's hard to not compare yourself to them or like do that, but they are technically our competition. But yeah. like you said, <laughs> how can we not help one another? Like we're all going through it. We're all supporting one another. And I think at the end of the day, collaboration over competition is more superior and it is going to help us grow more. So I love that point you made about Mm -hmm. the bigger creators and the smaller creators, because there are some bigger creators who don't like, yeah. Well, like I've told you, I've told you before that, like I've gotten the message saying like, Oh, I'll like rethink about it when you get bigger. And like, I get it to a certain extent, but I would have just rather them say like, oh, sorry, like I don't have time in my schedule right now or something like that. Like, I don't know. I just like it turns me off when people are like, oh, like you're smaller. Like, I don't want to do that with you. And yeah, I mean, like I'm always going to bring this up because it's fresh in my mind. But like the interview I had with Taylor, she was talking about how like she gets a lot of messages, but she feels like it's her duty as someone who was where we are like not so long ago to help other people get to where she is because I think she, yeah, she said like that feels like her duty and like she shouldn't not help other people out because she's getting like a bit of like bigger now and everything. So I think that's really important to remember. No, that's super important. And I little side tangent, my biggest fear in like contacting some of my like big, the cr- bigger creators that I look up to is that they're going to disappoint me. And then I'm going to end up not liking them because I told this story before to someone, but Bethany Moda, she's like huge now. But when she was like just starting her journey and she was like in the millions of followers, I bumped into her at the airport one day and I ran up to her and I was like, oh my God, I'm your biggest fan. I love your videos. She was like, thanks. Oh my God. And then she like, I asked her for a picture and she like did like a side face in it. And then she was like, okay, bye. And she walked away from me. And after that, I never watched another one of her videos because mm-hmm. I was so upset. And well, that's like yeah. one of my biggest fears. <laughs> that happened to me too with Gigi Hadid or Hadid. I don't know how to say okay. her name. But I don't know if you remember when she was dating Cody Simpson. Yeah. So I was like the biggest Cody stan at the time. And like I went to all his concerts and like um, I had a meet and greet to one of his shows in Montreal and Gigi was there. And I was like, oh my God, it's like Gigi Hadid, like whatever. She's so pretty. Like, so I go up to her and I was like, hi, like, and this was like at the beginning of her career. And I was like, hi, like, I just want to say that, like, I really respect you. And like, I love what you're doing. And like, I can't wait to see you grow and everything. And she's like, this isn't my meet and greet. And I was like, uh, and I didn't know what to do. No. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, and she's like, yeah, so you shouldn't be talking to me. And I was like, and I didn't know what to do. Like, I literally, I think I was like, what, like 16? And I was like, uh, and then I like, 
like I'm sure she's like grown as a person now and everything, but it still like turns me off like when I see stuff about her because I'm like, oh, remember that time when like she literally told me like not to speak to her like. So, yeah, that scares me, too. That's so sad. No, but I think that correlates, too, back into the whole just being authentically yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, even to anyone listening to this who isn't a creator or is just, like, doing their thing, being a kind human is going to help you in the long run. Because yes. when someone sees your name down the line, they're going to remember that moment that they met you or they saw yeah. something from you and you were a jerk. Like, yeah. So you always have to be kind to people. And that's why, like, I feel like with both of us, like, if podcasts ask us to be guests or whatever it may be, vice versa, we're always like, heck yes, all in, like, let's do it, help one another. Because people are going to remember people who are kind and who are inspirational over people that tell them, this isn't my meet and greet. Oh, that's so awful. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, scarred. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. But. Okay, um, going back to what people said about the girl boss. Wow, yes. that was a long rant, but it was a good conversation. Yes. And then the last thing that she said was being strong yet vulnerable. Being a girl mm-hmm. boss is about being unapologetically confident in yourself and your abilities, but also remaining humble. So that like literally just tied together what we just yes, said. Yes. So basically just being confident in yourself and knowing who you are, but also being humble in the fact that you're cool with helping others and promoting others and i think we see that a lot in this landscape of podcasting Mm -hmm. yeah but just a few more um because a lot of people respond to this people are passionate (laughs) about this stuff let me tell you so um someone said someone who is strong in their beliefs and morals and doesn't put up with any bs yeah feel that confidence go-getter passionate resilient um it's funny because some people are saying like getting stuff done and being productive which Mm -hmm. is what we were just talking about is like is that really what a girl boss is yeah i mean i feel like to a certain extent like it could be but at the same time that's not everything it's about yeah yeah it's definitely not everything because like Mm -hmm. i know for me i say that i'm like a girl boss because like i do like when it was life life was normal and we weren't in quarantine like i had like five or six different like things that i was a part Mm -hmm. of or jobs that i had and i was running around all the time but it was because i was doing things that i loved and i felt passionate about my my path and my career and it wasn't about oh, I need to be at the library from 9 a.m. until 10 p.m. sending emails and doing yeah. things on my laptop. Like, it's not like that. So just understanding the difference between that. Um, yeah. Someone said being on your grind because you're a badass B word. I'm not going <laughs> to say that one. <laughs> and then last but not least, confidence and feeling empowered, which I like that's, that, yeah. that's what we've been saying this entire time. Yes. And I love that. Awesome. Do you have any final words about being a girl boss? Any advice to anyone that wants to be a quote unquote girl boss? What are your I thoughts? I think, yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice is that it's awesome to be like productive and to get your stuff done. But at the end of the day, just remember that it's okay to take breaks and it's okay to take days off. And like, that's a major thing because like you said before, mental health is like a really big thing in my life. Um, and there's some days that honestly... I just I sleep in bed all day because I don't have the motivation to get up and like although like maybe that's not okay all the time but like that's okay to have those type of days and it's okay to take 
breaks and like hang out with your friends if you don't want to do work like it's okay and that's like my biggest piece of advice absolutely and I've tried to live by that for a really long time because I learned very recently not recently but early in my college career that if I balance too many things on my plate I'm going to slack on all the other things and then I'm going to lose my mental health Like you Mm -hmm. said, I'm going to lose my happiness and my sanity. And that's what is the background of being a girl boss is being confident and being happy and just knowing what you're doing. And that is number one in all of it. Just owning who you are and doing whatever you got to do. And like Amanda just said, if you need to take a break, do it. Like take a nap every day. Do it. Like, do whatever you got to do. You don't have to be productive all the time to be a girl boss. Yes. Okay. So, to summarize the episode, I like to ask my guests a 10-question speed round. So, they're very simple questions. I promise they're not going to stump you too bad. But um, are you down to answer some of these? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Number one, what's something that made you smile today? Oh, um, I think I posted an Instagram uh, post on my podcast page about like mental health and everything I was going to. And like so many people like commented such nice things. So I think that made me smile. Love that. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Number two, if you could travel anywhere right now, where would you go? Italy. I was supposed to go this summer on a cruise, (gasps) but obviously with everything happening, I'm not going now. I'm going next year. But like. If I could drop everything, I would go there right now. Oh, heck yeah. I have been to Italy <laughs> and I'm dying to go. Um, that's great. Number three, tacos or burritos? Burritos. Okay. <laughs> I love burritos. So when you go to Chipotle, it's always burritos? Yeah. Do you Even guys have don't Chipotle have, in Canada? We, we do, but not when, like not in my city. I have to travel, I think, about like three hours. Oh, my God. Okay. I know. It's really we, sad. We got to get you a Chipotle in your area. Yes. Dang. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Number four, favorite song. Let me think. Um, I like Justin Bieber, so we're going to go with him. Um, I think my favorite song by him is an old song, but it's called Confident. I've heard yeah. it. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a bop. Yes. Love that. Um, what's your favorite color? Purple. Purple. Okay. Is it like a darker purple or a lighter purple? I like more like lavender type purple. Lavender. Okay. Okay. Feel that. Uh, number six, if you could give yourself, your younger self, any advice, what would it be? To not care what people think about you. Sums up the entire episode <laughs> right there. Yes. Number seven, what's a skill you wish you had? I wish I could sing. I really do. Me too. And I think I can sing in the shower, but it's just, yeah, it's I think not, that's no, the it's not end it. of my career for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's a goal you have for 2020? Ooh. Um, I'm not really like the biggest number person, but it would be really cool to hit 10,000 on YouTube. I think that would be like a really big goal. Um, and to just get like make more friends in like the creative field. Yeah. And I think we've started off pretty well with yes. that in 2020 so far so i love that um what is one thing you couldn't live without um it's so sad to say this but i think um social media just in the way that like all my passions and everything that i love like lives on there 
So I think that's something that I wouldn't be able to live without. And also, like, I met my boyfriend on social media. Um, I met, like, some of my closest friends on social media. So I think, like, it's been such a big part of my life that if it didn't exist, I don't really know where I would be right now. No, that's a really good one. And I've never heard that response before. So that's (laughs) awesome. I love that. And then last but not least, what is your biggest piece of advice for anyone struggling right now? Struggling in, like, any way or... Yeah, anyway, you see fit life, quarantine, content creation, whatever it may be. I think my biggest advice is that even though this is so like cliche and everyone says it, but it will get better one day. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be in a month, but it will get better. And I think something that I've been doing a lot that's helped me with like any struggle that I have is like writing. Um, I love to like write out my feelings and write out things that are bothering me or things that make me happy. Even I think writing is very like therapeutic. And I think that people should get on that. Absolutely. And that is a great way to sum up today's episode. Amanda, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. Yeah, it was. It was great chatting with you a little bit more and getting to know you some more. Go ahead and let all the listeners know where they can find you. Yes. So you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok at It's Amanda One. Um, and you can find me on Instagram for my podcast behind the girl boss. And then you can find my podcast on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Awesome. And Amanda and I also did an episode on her podcast, which I will have linked in the uh, show notes below. And I'll have all of Amanda's content also linked in the show notes. So feel free to hop down there, give her a podcast, listen, all of her content, a subscribe and a follow. You will not regret it. I promise. But (laughs) thanks again, Amanda, for being here. I really appreciate you. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. Thank you. You too. I am back. I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode as much as I did recording it. Amanda is great. And like I said, definitely go give her a follow, a subscribe on YouTube and check out her podcast. She has some really great content. Like she said, um, this Sunday, so two days from now, her episode with Taylor King will be up. She also uploaded an episode with Kenzie Elizabeth and a bunch of other really amazing individuals. She also has a few solo episodes on there too, where she talks about everything in her career. So I highly recommend checking her out. And also her Instagram is absolutely adorable. So you should definitely go follow. (laughs) But That's all I have for today, guys. I was going to give you guys a little bit of a life update, but honestly, everything's, everything's chilling. Everything's the same and we're getting through and things are starting to open up slowly and we're just going to make the most of it. Right? Right. All right. So like I always say, everything is located down in the show notes. So you can find all of Amanda's content as well as the Instagram for our podcast, which is the Purpose Project Pod on Instagram. Definitely give that Instagram a follow. I always ask things related to the episode in my stories to talk about and make sure everything is relating back to you guys. So I highly recommend giving the Instagram a follow. And then you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any listening platform. And if you are enjoying the content, please give 
the podcast a follow or a subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave a five-star rating and a review because I would greatly appreciate it. All right, guys, I hope you have a great day or night wherever you may be in the world. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.